It's 1.11am in Melbourne. Nadal stands motionless, hands on hips. He braces Medvedev warmly, then drops to his knees. A triple fist bump. He's just won his 21st slam. Rafael Nadal has just come from behind to beat Daniel Medvedev in five sets. He was two sets love down, and it's the first time in the Open era someone has come back from two sets love down in an Australian Open final to win. It's also the first time Nadal's won a match coming from two sets love down since 2007. And that was against Russia's Mikhail Yuzhny. Wow. Drama, drama, drama. Nadal said in the post-match conference he was physically destroyed. In terms of what it means, I think I'm going to need another day to dissect it, have a look at it, and go through that properly with you guys. I think you know this achievement definitely warrants a couple of videos for sure. Uh, so we're going to talk about the match specifically, uh, the final, uh, where it was won and lost in the end for the Russian. A couple of huge pressure points, there wasn't much in it. So let's bring up the stats, let's look, let's look through it. Let's go through it and break it down for those of you who didn't watch the full match as well and go over it because it was a very intriguing match, to say the least, and one of the all-time great finals, to be honest with you. Uh, one of the best matches I've seen in my life. It could be a bit of recency bias. I think I said something along the lines of it was, it's the best match I've ever seen to uh, my wife, but uh, that might be because, A, I'm a bit of a Rafa fan, as people know. Uh, of course, tennis fan first, and B... Uh, I've just seen uh, something that's lasted over five hours and it was an incredible final to say the least. So let's go into it then. Let's go into uh, this final. So Nadal getting it done. 2-6-6-7-6-4-6-4-7-5. As I said, coming back from two sets of love down. Incredible feat from the Spaniard at 35 years of age. He does something very similar to what Roger Federer did in 2017. He was also 35 years of age and he had a long layoff uh, and had a kind of an injury and also some type of medical procedure. As Nadal had had, had an eight-month layoff. Nadal had a couple of matches uh, in an exhibition tournament in December, uh, looked okay, and, and really, apart from that, hasn't played any tennis at all since the Roland Garros final in May last year. The fact that he managed to come through and win this is incredible. A lot of people didn't even expect him to get past the round of 16. And yes, Novak Djokovic not being there definitely opened up the draw for him, no doubt. But he was clinical, uh, not just in this match to end up winning, but clinical in his run to the final. I mean, winning a tournament that he'd only won once before, he somehow managed to muster it up. 2009 is the last time he won it. So 13 years later, he comes out victorious on a surface that, let's be honest, is probably the, the Grand Slam where he's least suited to uh, to playing on. So really impressive performance from the Spaniard against someone who has been seen and touted as the hardcore player to beat after Novak Djokovic. Right, let's go through the stats of the set and then I'm also going to give you a bit of an idea of what happened. So, and actually to, I think first we'll go over it. Nadal started horribly. Uh, he started horribly because Daniel Medvedev at two games all uh, managed to break him. And as soon as he broke him, it was a sense of this could be over quickly. A double break, throwaway set, really. And Nadal's level was just not quite up to scratch. He was missing a lot of first serves. He wasn't backing it up with a forehand. That one plus shot is his strength. We know that. 
and he just wasn't quite being able to get through the court with that forehand. Medvedev was just extremely consistent, great depth on the ground strokes, and Nadal was making in a lot of errors and obliging uh, the Daniel Medvedev pressure and cracking under it, I guess you could say, in that first set. The second set was an interesting one. Uh, he was actually 5-3 up 7 for the set, and he got broken. That was a huge shame, to say the least, if you're a Rafa fan, of course, at that time. And he just thought, oh, no, that's a big moment. He then got broken. It went to a tiebreaker. And Daniel Medvedev, uh, when Nadal was 5-3 up, he won four points in a row to take that tiebreaker 7-5. And he just thought, it's not going to be his day. Medvedev is cruising here. Now, before I go in to talk about the third set onwards, obviously Nadal came into his own. I want to talk about some of the stats in the first two sets and kind of highlight what I'm talking about. So you can see here in terms of the ace count, no aces for Nadal. And the first set percentage is so low at 54%. First set points one only at 57% as well. Really, really low for, you know, a portion of points that he's winning. So if you think about it, behind his first serve, right? Well, behind his serve anyway, he was only winning 25% of the points uh, of his points on serve were points one behind the first serve. If that makes sense, right? Overall. That is really, really poor. Um, so 54% of first serve percentage and obviously 57% first serve points one. Second serve as well, only 25%. Medvedev was the same, but look at the difference here. Medvedev had an absolutely elite service set. 82% uh, first serve percentage and 83% behind the first serve. Now, this number of 82% in terms of first serves in, we knew he wasn't going to be able to maintain it for long. And some people in the in the live stream watch along and commentary, they kind of mentioned that as well. Also, I really do want to say a massive thank you to all of you who tuned in. It was a fantastic turnaround, probably the best stream we've ever done. And it was amazing to have so many people on. So thank you, do appreciate it. And do, of course, remember to like this video, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, Breakpoint saved. He saved a couple in Nadal, but then got broken twice as well. Medvedev didn't have to save a single one. It was a poor serve and return performance from Nadal in the first set. Uh, you can see here return points were only three out of 18. He only won three points. Uh, ridiculous. I mean, three out of four for the second serve, but let's look at that. Six out of 22 points won in the return games. For Medvedev, it was 13 out of 26, so half of the points he won uh, in the return games. Winners on unforced errors. I mean, you're not going to win a set in a Grand Slam final with seven winners, so 16 unforced errors. So that was a huge shame uh, for Nadal. Then eight winners to five unforced errors for the Russian. So a good solid set for him. Uh, let me look at the net points. He came to the net six times, Nadal. Something he, he tried on occasion, missed, uh, and kind of the volleys at times are a little bit, uh, let's say, loose. Uh, you know, at times he's trying to drop. He was trying to hit a drop volley, didn't quite get that right um, level of touch on on that volley, which is surprising because he's such a good volleyer. And Medvedev is so quick across the court, he managed to cash in, pass him. Uh, so that was interesting as well. Uh, if we go on to set two, it was a similar story, although Medvedev didn't serve as well, which is why I went to the tiebreaker. Of course, Nadal was 5-3 up. It was a bit more of an even set, given it was a tiebreaker. Uh, Nadal didn't hit any aces. Sorry, he hit one ace. Medvedev 5, a double fault each. First set percentage, and interestingly, that double fault as well from Medvedev, I'm pretty sure gave Nadal the break in that second set. Uh, first set percentage, 53 to 55, so very similar. But look at the first set points one. Even though the first set percentage is similar, the first set points one, again, so low for Nadal there, 59%, 81% for Medvedev, huge difference. 
He did win 50% of the second serve points in Nadal, but only 41% for Medvedev. But this number here highlights how, one, Nadal wasn't returning particularly well. And two, Medvedev was definitely hitting his spots for the most part. For Nadal, he wasn't hitting the spots on the first serve. He was hitting, he hit more first serves um, or, well, you know, around the same percentage as the first set. But again, he was, when he was hitting that first serve, it was at the middle of the box. He was struggling to hit the slice serve out wide on the ad side and then struggling to hit the wide out wide on the juice side. And obviously the wide serves are the most effective against Medvedev for the most part because one, you can come in and serve volley even though he's such a good passer or a tennis ball, he's so far back. Um, it's quite, you know, as long as you're the, the first one, he's good. You're, you know, you should win that point. And the serve is obviously on point. Uh, at, well, no pun intended. And also, you know, he, as he's so far back, it, it is the go-to serve. And in terms of winners on four serves, again, 14 to 20 for Nadal, really poor uh, for him in this second set. 17 to 13 for Medvedev. So clearly a good point, a good set again for Medvedev. Net points won 64% for Nadal, 75% for Medvedev. Uh, he actually came to the net a few more times, so, as did Nadal as well, which is an interesting dynamic. Nadal trying to shorten the points at times, come to the net. Uh, he was hitting that sl he the backhand slice. I think he was hitting twice as much as he uh, normally did throughout the whole tournament. Uh, similarly for, I think it was for Medvedev, um, in terms of they're looking at how deep each player was hitting the, the ball or in the rallies, right? Medvedev was hitting nine, at 1.91% of balls past the service box line. Nadal, I think it was 82%. Now that's really good from Nadal, but Medvedev, elite in his depth, unbelievable. And what that meant is that even in the defensive rallies, he was still managing to hit the ball deep, forcing Nadal to have to hit with a little bit less on it. He wasn't quite able to step in in quite a few of the rallies and he was breaking Nadal down in the rallies. Nadal never quite felt like he was on the front foot throughout a whole rally unless it was a shorter point, which was able to hit a huge first serve as a short return and put it away. But there weren't many of those. There really weren't. And I think something along the lines of, I think in the fourth set, which we'll come on to, he would turn out 96% of, uh, of uh, serves, which was ridiculous. Right, in the third set is when Nadal started to come into his own. And you can see here a big kind of a shift uh, here. Five aces for Medvedev, one double fault, no aces or double faults, but a few unreturnable serves, definitely for Nadal. 82% of first serves for the Spaniard, 70% of first serve points won, 66% for Medvedev, similar first serve points won at 72%, but look at this, only two points lost behind the second serve, 46% for Medvedev. Um, break point saved, each had three opportunities, Nadal saved all of them, Medvedev didn't save that one break point, which obviously then came back to haunt him in the end. A very good break of serve from Nadal. And points to winners, 14 for Nadal to eight. Really tidy set, that third set. And it's funny because in the previous games, he'd actually had the complete opposite type of form. In the first two sets, for example, against Shapovalov and Berrettini, he played a really high level of tennis. And then he dropped to the level in the third set. And it was like, okay, well, his intensity has gone and it's hard playing two consecutive sets like that. In this final, the first two sets were really poor. It's probably two of the worst sets I've seen him play at the Australian Open, personally. I think the first set especially. The third set, though, he was rejuvenated and he played some really good tennis and it was a complete flip, right? It's a mirror image of what he was doing in the previous rounds. 
Uh, for Medvedev, 17 to 10, when it's on for Sarah is really impressive. Again, you can see Nadal trying to come to the net, 7 out of 11 points one. Medvedev a bit less, four, uh, 4 out of 8. It was really interesting. Really, really interesting um, for sure. And then obviously you go into the fourth set and you're thinking, well, Medvedev's still in control. He's still the favorite in this. Yeah, and he was. When you look at the aces to double faults, two and one for Medvedev, one to one for the Spaniard Rafa. Interesting to say the least. But look at the first set percentage. 51% for Nadal, which isn't uh, that great. I mean, obviously, it's nowhere near the type of level he was serving in the third set. But look at Medvedev, 71%. Okay, well, that's really good, right? But look at the first serve percentage of points one. 72% for Nadal, 60% for Medvedev, really low. 42% behind the second serve for the Russian, 53% for Nadal. Now, from the third set onwards, there was a big shift in how Nadal was hitting the forehand. On average... I think he was hitting the forehand in the first two sets at 120-odd kilometers per hour. That rose almost 15 to 20 kilometers per hour on average going forward. He was hitting through the court less of the lasso forehands. He was trying to really cash in, utilize what the surface uh, was, was giving you, right? I mean, he had to play into the surface more, and he started to do that. Uh, he started realizing, like, I can't just hit that lasso forehand and expect Medvedev to make mistakes. His shot tolerance is extremely good. Uh, he was losing out Nadal big time when it came to the uh, forehand to backhand rallies, uh, which obviously was something that he would have thought, well, 98% of people on tour, he would be able to destroy them in that uh, in that kind of matchup, the forehand to, the for, his forehand to the backhand of Medvedev's. And then the backhand of Nadal wasn't quite as good as it could have been. But from the third set onwards, the backhand started firing. He started hitting backhands on the line cleanly, started really ripping through that backhand. The forehand, better depth, flatter, better velocity, uh, set his feet nicely, serving better and bigger. But not just serving bigger and better, but into corners, which meant Medvedev was returning shorter. And his first, his one plus shot on the forehand was so much more deadly. He threw the ball, uh, not hitting a, just like a rallying ground stroke, which we don't expect from Nadal on the one-plus shot. And it was a, a huge deal more impressive from the Spaniard. He started utilizing the drop shot as well, trying to pull Medvedev in. He thought, okay, well, if I'm moving him side to side a lot, and yes, some of the points I'm winning, but I can't afford to have really long rallies like this because Medvedev will win the majority of them. So he said, okay, what I can do though is I can change it up. I can hit the drop shot. He might get it. But I back myself to hit a good enough drop shot that if he gets there, he's stretching and then I can pass him. And that happened on multiple occasions from the th third set onwards. Medvedev also tried to use that tactic. It worked a few times for him, but Nadal had the greatest success with that tactic. The backhand slice as well was working quite nicely, um, especially when he was hitting it deeper. Or if he hit it shorter at an angle, that really helped him, uh, I thought. And then when he hit that slice about wide to the Medvedev backhand, when he came into the net, it was a great tactic as long as he, that that volley was really, really good. Uh, and we expect it to be from him because he's so good at the net for the most part, Nadal. A couple of times it wasn't, but as the sets wore on, it did get better. Um, and the one thing that I thought was really interesting and the tactic that obviously Medvedev was trying to utilize is um, when Nadal at times would hit a drop shot or a shorter slice, 
or it was a shorter ball, Medvedev, for the most part, would, you know, hit an approach, but not really approach. He would hit almost, you know, approach shot, but he wouldn't actually come to the net. He'd go back uh, because he doesn't feel super comfortable with the net. But then as the match wore on and you could see that maybe they're both a bit fatigued, um, Medvedev was getting massage, etc., a bit of cramp. He started coming to the net. Now, he's not the worst volleyer in the world, but he's not the best either. What really, uh, I think, I think Medvedev missed a trick when it came to the approach shots. He was targeting the Nadal backhand, which you can understand. But what happened is he became so predictable. And it, because he became so predictable, Nadal just anticipated it. He got across and he passed Medvedev for fun on the backhand side. Cross court, down the line, easy as you like. He broke in the final set with a backhand cross-court pass uh, to end up getting the initial break in that final set. Medvedev just did not learn from his mistakes. He didn't. Um, and he kept on going to that side. Now, I can understand why, but there's a little bit of stubbornness, and I don't know why he didn't mix it up and try and go into out. Now, the reason, there might be two reasons. Number one, because he's thinking, well, eventually this is going to pay off. It's the right play. I need to back myself. Or two, He's worried about missing the into out approach because his forehand, uh, his forehand on the short balls, can be a little bit tight. He can end up hitting errors off that. We've seen it in the past, and maybe the forehand cross court. He's thinking if I hit it well enough into the corner, it's the easiest shot I can pull it off. But he didn't. Um, the rest of that set, though, this specific set, twenty-one to fourteen in terms of winners on four series for Nadal. 15 to 13. Look at net points one, six out of 10. Look at this. Medvedev C started to come to the net a lot more, 14 times, but only won six of them. And that's because of that tactic we just talked about, the approaches. And set five, I mean, seven aces to two double faults for Medvedev, one, one for Nadal on aces and doubles. First set percentage of 70%, 76% for Medvedev, 71% first set points one for the Spaniard, and 66% for Medvedev. Look at Nadal superior in the first set and second set points one. Backed up both a lot better, I thought. Just, you know, as soon as the return came back and Medvedev hit, I mean, he's returning. The depth on the returns is so good. Um, Nadal had a couple of incredible return games. Uh, there was one when Medvedev, obviously, he was serving at 5-3 in the final set, Nadal. He got broken. There's a fantastic game from Medvedev. A couple of huge mistakes from Nadal, though. Shanking. Uh, four hands, left, right, and center. He was love 30 down on his serve, got broken. Uh, sorry, he was 30 love, actually, and then he made mistakes. Medvedev also then hit a passing shot to break him. Uh, backhand on the line, really good pass. Uh, leveled it at five all. Then Nadal broke him, and in that service game, he had a ridiculous return game. And I'm not joking, in the fourth and fifth set, some of the return games from both players, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Some of the tennis played, such high level, Incredible to watch. Um, in terms of winning for series, 13 to 10 for Nadal, 19 to 11 for Medvedev. Looking at net points, one 67% for Nadal, 55% for Medvedev, even. Sorry, I should probably say his name properly. Now, what I really want to see is a total points one. So look at this Medvedev won 189 points. Nadal 182. Nadal won in five. Now that to me 
really, for those of you who are not huge, huge tennis fans and are not kind of nerds in the in the game, this might really baffle you. But I think what it highlights is the fact that you know, you of course it's perfect to win service games to love. It's amazing. But the score reflected is still the same. You win the first game of the set, it's one love. If you win it to love, or if you have to go through five juices and then you hold. What Nadal did really well in the last three sets is, yes, he got broken a couple of times when he broke uh, initially, and that was frustrating, especially for me, the Rafa fan. But eventually when it came to the real crunch moments, he came out on top of the pressure, pressure points. Medvedev in the first two sets, he was king of those pressure points. Now, whether the crowd got on his back and that affected Medvedev, maybe. I, 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 can I just say that Medvedev played an incredible game, match of tennis as well? He didn't deserve to be booed. I don't know why people think it's the right thing to boo him. Yes, cheer on your, your favorite. Nadal is one of the greats. Um, and, you know, that's, a, I guess, another now conversation for another day. He's now, of course, in front of the Grand Slam race for the first time ever on 21. Medvedev is... Medvedev is a phenomenal player. No one deserves to get booed in a Grand Slam final. You want to cheer on your player, go for it. And I can see why he was upset. And he said like, he couldn't see himself playing past 30 in the post-match interview. That's quite upsetting. He's only 25. He's a great talent. And it would be a shame if he doesn't. And, and I hope it turns around. I hope it was just a spur of the moment after. And, you know, Nadal said he couldn't, he didn't even think he was going to be playing. You know, he was potentially talking about retiring, you know, a couple of months ago. And here he is in the final and winning it. His 21st slam, right? I mean, incredible. Absolutely incredible. No one thought, everyone thought it would be Djokovic to get it first. Nadal managed to break it, got through, broke the barrier. Unbelievable. And this is me, by the way, in this video containing my excitement because you guys know, um, you know, how excited I was in the live stream as well. Is what it is. Anyway, thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. Really, really do appreciate it. Do remember to smash like button and subscribe to the channel. I will do a separate video about what this means in terms of all the records that were broken, what was on the line. Um, also, what does it mean next? Consequences um, and looking more into the legacy uh, that this match has left. Um, this is more of a proper match breakdown to go through exactly what happened. Um, yeah. An incredible match, you know, double faults at times and crucial moments from both. Break points being saved, break points going, you know, going easily. It was all drama, a huge rally, some incredible rallies. There's a 40-shot rally that Nadal put away with a defensive slice backhand cross court. One of the best rallies I've ever seen. It was just incredible. Um, it really was something in phenomenal points from both, uh, covering all areas of the court. Just so great to see. Um, and yeah, it was a pleasure to watch all five hours of it. Thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. I uh, do appreciate it. Remember to smash the like button and subscribe to the channel, and I'll see you guys very soon. Thank you.